if you're able to really reflect on the past, visualize the future, what happens then is it opens up the present for you. But when you're dwelling on the past, you're obsessing about the future. What you're doing is you're compressing the present to non-existence. You're, you're neglecting it completely. But when you're reflecting on the past and you're visualizing a powerful future, what you're doing is you're creating space in the present. You're opening up that space to live in the present. And in the present, that's where appreciation comes in. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Flow Over Fear podcast, where it is our mission to help you to rise above fear and realize your ultimate potential in leadership and life. I'm your host, Adam Hill, and it is my goal to share with you the human side of high performance. My guests share their experience with fear, anxiety, struggle, challenge, and most importantly, despite all of it, how they rose above it to achieve incredible results. So if you're ready to rise up, let's get started. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Flow Over Fear. And today, I want to go back to the future. Sorry, that was my best Doc Brown impression. And it wasn't very good. Um, and But no, but seriously, today, I do want to talk about time travel. And uh, before you go out and buy your DeLorean, which... I'm not discouraging you from buying a DeLorean because that would be super awesome. But before you go and do that, this is not about that kind of time travel. Uh, If you want to learn more about that, you probably want to see an episode with Neil deGrasse Tyson or somebody that knows about astrophysics. I do not. But what I do know about is the time travel that we experience in our minds. And this is something that we already do. We already do a lot of. I mean, if you've ever thought like, well, if you've ever thought about the past, right? You've thought about your experiences you've had and and things that you've done in the past, or you've thought about the future, what you want to be and and things that are yet to come, then you've time traveled in your mind. So it's something that we already do. But the problem is, is that a lot of times the reason we feel anxious or depressed or or, or we have these you know, mental health challenges that we go through are because of how we time travel. Um, a lot of times when we're spending time in the past, we're dwelling on it. You know, we're, we're, we're going into the past and thinking, my gosh, I shouldn't have done that. Or we're, we're ruminating on these experiences that we had that we wish had gone differently or, or something that we can't change, but we're sitting there. Or we're looking at the future in terms of things we should do, things that we need to do, things that have to happen in the future. And it makes us anxious so that when we're, when we're obsessing on the future, we're living in anxiety. And when we're dwelling on the past, we're living depressed, shameful, or, or some, or, or something else. And what happens in that way when we're living in the past and the present in those ways or the past and the future in those ways? We have one foot in the past, one foot in the, in the future. As I've learned in sobriety, what that means is that we're pissing on the present, right? The present we're just neglecting because we're spending so much time in the past and the future uh, dwelling and obsessing that we're neglecting the present moment. But when we do that, we're really shutting out our higher power. We're, we're shutting out any kind of spiritual connection that we have because spiritual connection, for regardless of what you believe, it exists. There is that spiritual energy. There's that, there's that powerful higher power energy that exists and it exists 
right now. No other time than right now. And so that is uh, something we miss out on. And when we miss out on that, when we miss out on that, we start to feel hopeless because we can't change the past and we don't feel like we have any control over the future. And so we feel hopeless. We get frustrated and it brings us into that anxiety or that sadness. Um, and I remember this was very much true for me while I was living in my alcoholism. That This is an extreme example. But when I was living that, my environment was not was not happy. Now, let me just qualify that by saying I didn't have, by the environment, I didn't mean like my surroundings. My surroundings were great. I lived in a great community. I had a great family. I, uh, um, you know, things, I had good things going for me, but the environment in my mind that I was creating was very, very toxic. Um, and a lot of that time was spent in the past thinking, you know, of all of the shameful things that I've done, of how I should have behaved, the blackouts, the, the, the bad things that I felt that I did, the, the bad person that I was because of those experiences that I, that I had. Um, I wasn't learning from them. I was just, just obsessing on this person that I was. Um, and I was spending time in the future thinking, I'm so frustrated that I, that, that I can't get to where I want to get to, that I wish I could be this person, but I can't because I don't know what it takes. And so I neglected that present and I put myself in a terrible, toxic environment that, you know, led to me being an addict, an alcoholic. And making those poor choices during that, during that time. And that, of course, that alcoholism and, and drinking a lot fed on it because drinking helped me to take away the pain of living in the future and living in the past. Um, it helped me to kind of numb that. And that's what continued me to me doing it by the environment that I was creating. And when I got sober, when I went through Alcoholics Anonymous, when I found that community of support, which again, that power of community can't be overstated. It's so, so powerful. I found my community in Alcoholics Anonymous. And when I found that, I discovered within those first few steps that there is a higher power that's looking out for us and, and that we can let go of the things that we don't have control over, i.e. the past the future and we can control the things that we have that we that we have control over there's that there's that serenity prayer that says uh god grant me the serenity to accept the things that i cannot change the courage to change the things i can and the wisdom to know the difference and i don't know if i have that wisdom necessarily that that divine divinely inspired wisdom but what i think that means is that Letting go of things that we can't control a lot of times means letting go of, you know, the things we can't control in the past and letting go of the things we don't have control of in the future and influencing and controlling the things that we can in the present. Broadly speaking, there's, you know, there's a lot of wiggle room in that, of course, that, that there's things we can't control in the present, of course, and there's things that, you know, we can influence in the future. But broadly speaking, that serenity prayer helps keep keep us into the present. And when that happened, when I started living more in the present, I actually started experiencing more of a relationship with my higher power. I actually started coming to peace with my past so that I could learn from those experiences, reflect on them, 
learn from them and grow into the future, into the future version of myself that I wanted to become and live that out today. I learned to go from a toxic time traveler, somebody who wasn't, wasn't that great with time travel, you know, and, and, and wanted to do bad with time travel, the Biff from Back to the Future to somebody who, you know, could time travel in a healthy way. And what I learned, you know, over the, over the course of those years was that there's a subtle shift that we can make in terms of how we time travel, how we go into the past, how we go into the future, how we live out in the present. That subtle shift that can make all the difference in our mindset and lead us to a more empowering future. And that is this. The first thing is how we, how we travel into the past. Now, as I mentioned before, we tend to you know, when we're living in an unhealthy way, we tend to dwell on the past, dwell on the things that we can't control or change from the past. We live in those experiences where we think, I shouldn't have done that. Like maybe we had a bad conversation or, or a, uh, a, a, a conversation that went poorly with a colleague or a family member. And we said some things we didn't want to say. And we look back and say, Oh man, I feel so much shame, so much, so much torment because I said those things or because that person said those things to me and and I'm just feeling so much resentment over it. And we tend to dwell in that area. Instead instead and, and that's kind of our default. That's the that's the mode of when we're not really taking initiative or 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 being intentional about how we approach that. But the alternative is with intentionality, we can look into the past and we can reflect on it. It's a subtle shift in words. Instead of dwelling on it, we reflect on it. Let's reflect on the things of the past that we've experienced. See what lessons we can take from it. What lessons can we learn from the past, from that experience, from that conversation? Can we say, all right, was I in the wrong? We start getting curious about it. We start asking questions. And this is where mindfulness comes in. And one of the the, the 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 definition of mindset mindfulness that i like to use is that it is basically awareness and curiosity you become aware of it without judgment and you get curious about it so awareness without judgment and then curiosity so when we look back at the past we don't want to judge ourselves because there's no no productivity in that that judgment just leads to shame but we want to reflect on it and get curious about it. So we are aware of, of how that's feeling towards us. We're not going to judge the feeling that, that we're hit by, but we're going to look at that experience and, and ask the questions. Was I in the wrong? Did I say anything that I regret and that I should apologize for? Did, would, will I, or, or, um, should I change the nature of this relationship in some way? And it, when we get curious on it, that actually brings us into the present. And it, it helps us to, to build that relationship in the present and focus more on the things that we can control in that moment rather than things that we can't. In addition, I mean, we can do this on a broader level, more than just conversations. I like to, I like to go on a vision reflection retreat where part of that one full day of that vision reflection retreat that I go on is a reflection where I look back on the last quarter and I look back on all of the things that I did. Did I achieve my goals? Did I, did I um, did I accomplish what I want to accomplish? And if I didn't, what what impacted it? Why didn't I achieve it? What can I change 
in the future that that can help me to impact that. And that actually helps me to learn the lessons of the past and and bring them forward into the future instead of just dwelling in that past and just saying, man, that's I'm I'm terrible because I didn't achieve what I wanted to achieve. I only did one of my goals and not all five or whatever it is that you're dwelling on. That reflection side of it, instead of reflecting on it, allows you to look objectively at your past and see how you can learn from it to become a better person today because it is all about how we are today. And then the second part of that is, is, you know, once you have that reflection, you can make those changes and in the past, you're no longer dwelling in the past. You're just reflecting on it. Hey, everyone. I hope you're enjoying this episode. If you've been listening for a while, you know how important community and mentorship is to living a life of abundance above your fears. If you want to connect with me, hear about new offerings, episodes, and strategies to live with conviction, courage, and clarity, then sign up for my newsletter now. It's a way to stay connected to me outside of social media and bring a little empowerment to your inbox and maybe a few dad jokes here and there. Sign up now at adamcliffordhill.com. Now back to the show. And then the second piece of how we can is how we travel into the future. And a lot of times, again, how we travel into the future traditionally now is, is we travel there thinking of what we should do, what we need to do, what, what has to happen. And we tend to think there non unintentionally and we dwell there with anxiety of like, oh my gosh, is this going to happen? We get anxious or fearful about an uncertain future. And remember, that's one of the primary fears that we feel that are non-danger fears is uncertainty. And that uncertainty exists in the future. And so when we're obsessing about that uncertainty and the things we don't know that we don't know, well, we get anxious. We have that anxiety. But again, this is where intentionality comes in because when we're not intentional about that future tripping, which is what that's called, um, when we're not intentional about it, we tend to fall into that trap of, of getting anxious and trying to control the things that we can't control. Uh, I used to do this a lot when I, when I was in triathlon. And even at that time, uh, I, I would look obsessively with, at the weather before an event. Like before an event, um, I was always obsessed about the weather. It's like, oh, is it going to rain? Is it going to be windy on the swim? Is is the water going to be rough? Of course, I can't control the weather. I can't control those outcomes in the future. But I was obsessing about them. And it was just taking up my time and it was causing me anxiety. And think about that. If you're so focused and obsessing on the things that are outside of your control, how much of your life are you wasting letting that those ideas that you can't control live rent-free in your mind? Now, I'm not going to say that this is an easy process to change that mindset. It's not. I still have problems with this all the time. I still obsessively think about the future um, and I and I don't and and I shouldn't. The point is, is that you get intentional about it from time to time and you build that muscle. And that intentionality when we're thinking about the future turns into vision. So just as looking at the past with intention is reflection, looking at the future with intention is changing that obsession to vision. Really identify, really clarifying, really getting clear on that ideal outcome that you want, whether it be 
at an event that's going to happen a week from now or 10 years from now, visualizing that ideal future for you. Visualize, putting yourself in that place, making the future, the present really for you and, and putting yourself in that place. And this is why it takes intentionality is because it takes effort to actually visualize that future for yourself. It takes effort because we've never been there. We're creating that. We're imagining that in our minds, but we're creating that powerful vision for ourselves of the future that we can take ourselves to. And it can be, it can be empowering to take us there. This is the second day of my vision reflection retreat. I focus on vision. I really, I take an entire day to journal to identify the, the, the things that I want in my life, the people I want to serve, the ways in which I want to serve and contribute in the future and the relationships that I want to have. And I, I put myself there with the sights, the sounds, the smells and the everything that, that I can, I can add there so that I could put myself there visually and it creating that powerful vision. While that doesn't mean that it's absolutely going to unfold the way that you want it to. What it is, is it's you able to control to the extent that you can the visualization of the future that you want to achieve. And when we, the more that we put ourselves in those visualizing, visualized states, the more our minds gravitate towards moving in that direction, the more our actions will follow. And of course, we have to take the actions, but the more our actions in the present will follow that visual because we're, we're living there. I mean, this really comes down to one of the principles that Tony Robbins teaches is, is with what you, where you, where your focus goes, your energy flows. And this is absolutely true. hundred percent true that you, that when you put your focus on something, your energy will flow there. It's the same thing that if you're, if you're obsessing in the future, if you're living an obsession with the future where you're, where, um, you're, you're living, you're. You know, you're feeling that anxiety about the future. You're bringing more anxiety into your present. That's what your energy is creating. So your energy is going in that direction. It's going to produce more anxiety. But if you create a powerful future for yourself, if you control the narrative in the future, then your energy will gravitate towards that positivity. It takes a lot of work and a lot of effort, but it works um, if you work it. And I suggest that you take this, take it on a daily basis in your morning practice introduce a visualization method where you just put yourself into the environment that you want to put yourself in. Try to try to acknowledge when you are obsessing on the past or 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 dwelling on the past and obsessing on the future and just just mark it and take yourself out of it and revisualize. Again, it's not a perfect science and the important thing is, is you're not being shameful for doing either one of those things. But if you're able to if you're able to uh, to really reflect on the past, visualize the future, what happens then is it opens up the present for you. You know, whereas when you're obsessing on the past or when you're dwelling on the past, I keep making that mistake. It's dwelling on the past, not obsessing about the past. Sorry about that. But you're dwelling when you're dwelling on the past, you're obsessing about the future. What you're doing is you're compressing the present to non-existence. You're you're neglecting it completely. But when you're reflecting on the past. And you're visualizing a powerful future. What you're doing is you're creating space in the present. You're opening up that space to live in the present. And in the present, that's where appreciation comes in. 
You just want to be grateful for this moment, this moment that's happening right now because you're alive, you're breathing, your heart is beating. And that's, that's something to be appreciated. This present moment lives in the infinite universe as this single moment in time that you will never get back. And there's something to be grateful for in that moment. And as long as you appreciate that moment, then, you know, you're going, then you can't really go wrong with life in general, you know? And again, this isn't a perfect science. This you're, it's going to fail. We are made to travel in time back to that negative headspace that we have in the past. We're, we're meant to travel back in time or, or forward in time and obsess about the future. That happens from time to time. And that's okay. It's not, it's about, it's not about feeling the shame of not doing this perfectly. It's all about practicing it, being intentional about it so that you can make the positive impacts and you can make this present moment something more amazing and terrific than it is right now. You have the power to make this moment right now amazing if you can reflect on the past and learn from the lessons and visualize a powerful future for yourself. That will create a perfect, powerful, present moment. And that is a moment where spirit, where this, where, where spirituality exists, where God lives right in the present. And I, I'm, I'm grateful today that I get to have that relationship in the present as often as I do. Even though I still live from time to time obsessively in the past, thinking about the things that I should have done or I shouldn't have done and wish that I could have done things differently. And I, and I often still obsess about the future and the unknown and the uncertainty that exists there and obsessing about what I don't know, but I'm more intentional today. And I would encourage you to be more intentional about that too. Couple of action items that I would, I would suggest again on a daily basis, do that daily vision reflection where you're reflecting maybe on your day. This come, this can come from the five minute journal. Five minute journal is a great way to do this because it asks the right questions for that. Like what would make today great? You know, what am I grateful for today? It actually takes those prompts of what's in the present moment. What is the future in the immediate future today that, that would make today great? And then it has you reflect at the end of the day, reflect on, on the things that happened during the course of the day and learn from them and apply those to the future. So I, I recommend that on a daily basis and even more broadly on a quarterly or semi-annual basis, do a retreat, go just for a couple of days, get away from your house and do a vision reflection retreat where you ref, where you spend a day reflecting on the last quarter or the last year or however frequently you want to do it. And then you you visualize a powerful future um, on that second day and you create that. I actually have a prompt for, for this, uh, for this vision reflection retreat that if you, if this is something that you want um, to participate in, I can send you that prompt. I can send you those questions and, and the things that, how to, how to actually create your own vision reflection retreat. So just reach out to me and ask and I'll, I'll, I'll give that to you for free as a thank you for listening to this show. And speaking of listening to this show, if you like this episode, please rate it, please subscribe and, and rate this show. Give me, uh, and, uh, and if you like this episode also, share it with a friend who might need it. If, if you feel that somebody can benefit from this message, share it with them. 
And uh, I thank you for listening to this method mes- message. I know that if you're able to time travel in a healthy way, um, you're going to you're going to start having more appreciation for life. You're going to start to start to see uh, those changes start to take place in your life. Uh, you'll start to gravitate more towards the right relationships, the right the, the right things, and the right uh, um, and the right ways of living. And, and hopefully, you'll be able to experience God a little bit more in your life. I appreciate you joining me here today, and I hope one day you're able to get that DeLorean that you've always wanted. But until that day comes, let's reflect on the past, visualize the future, and appreciate the present. Thanks for joining me today. See you next time. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Flow Over Fear podcast. If you're enjoying this show, please do me a favor and hit the subscribe button. I will be so grateful if you do, and I'll look forward to bringing you more value in our next episode. I'll see you then.